Well, hello, everybody. It is Sunday, February 19th, and this is your weekly Ticket to Rider podcast. I'm Rich Poland. And this is ATM. And we are here today uh, on uh, the day of a, of a great tournament uh, yeah. at Riviera, the LA Open. Uh, and I'm sitting here watching the NBA All-Star Game. 46. I think it's a dunk set. 46. <laughs> it's dunks and three-point shots. That's basically all it yeah. is. Did you see? I mean, I didn't watch any of it. Damian Lillard, our, our our Portland Trailblazer, he he won the three point shooting competition, and then, you know, right after it said, "Well, I'm retired now from the three point shooting competition." <laughs> and did you see that Mac McClung won the dunk yeah. contest? So Mac I, McClung, where do you go to college? Virginia? No, no, no. I know a lot about Mac McClung. So Mac McClung went to, uh, grew up in the Tidewater area and was like a YouTube sensation for his dunks and scored like you know a billion points a game he committed to rutgers but the coach changed so he decommitted from rutgers and went to georgetown for two years where he was you know just a very kind of scintillating offensive player couldn't play defense to save his life terrible defensive player uh but not you know he wasn't scoring 40 points a game but he was good he transferred after two years to Texas Tech and played for Texas Tech. I don't know if he played there one or two years and has kind of bounced around the G League ever since. Uh, He's a point guard. He can shoot. Uh, He has very little defensive uh, uh, aptitude, uh, but he's exciting and he he can jump out of the stadium. Amazing. I mean, was he that good at Texas? I don't remember him. He played in a Chris Beard? Uh, Yeah, he he was was good. He wasn't great. He was, he huh. was, you know, a, a role player. He wasn't a star, but, uh, wow. you know, uh, good for Mac McClung. I, you know, I, good for Mac McClung, I, yeah. I followed Mac McClung since he was a senior in high school. Cause you know, he was a, you know, relative local kid for me and, uh, then decided to go to Georgetown and people there were really excited. You know, Patrick Ewing has been a disaster at, at Georgetown, but that was kind of the height of Patrick Ewing's, uh, tenure at Georgetown, he had he actually had some some talent. Uh, he had a guy named James Akinjo who later played at Arizona, uh, who was who was a talented point guard. He had him and McClung, and then a couple of of pretty good recruits, front court players. But nobody ever stayed there. There's something wrong. I, everybody leaves. So uh, interesting, huh? Very interesting. So, so th- yeah, the thing that everyone loved that slam dunk competition, I. Uh, saw it last night some of the highlights and that was about it I saw, I saw the highlights and that was about it do you see the news that uh president carter is going into hospice yeah i saw the news man he's the oldest living well he's only he's the oldest living president right he's the, he no no president has ever lived to a to you know a greater age than than jimmy carter and wow what a what a great man not not the best president we've ever had uh, I think yeah. I, said, I said in a in a tweet earlier today he lacked the political nuances to be a great president, but most presidents lack the personal nuances to be great men, and yeah, Jimmy yeah. Carter had that in spades. What a wonderful man! And uh, yep, what, what a, a kind giving man, right? What a kind giving man, building houses, you know, uh, houses, uh, habitat for humanity, yeah, until yeah. into his yeah. mid nineties. Yeah, I saw him. I, I saw this video of him the other day. He was still using the uh, drill, the drill things, helping build homes. 
back in December, I think it was. What an amazing person, huh? What an amazing person. Did you know, speaking of old people, uh, I saw a, a tweet today that said, F Henry Kissinger. It must have been somebody complaining about, you know, Middle East politics from back in the day. And I said to myself, I think Henry Kissinger, I've never kind of heard that he died, so I, he must still be alive, but, but he can't be alive. He's, you know, he was in the Nixon administration in the 70s. Do you know what, Stacey? Henry Kissinger's alive. He's 99 years old. He'll be 100 in wow. May, and he is still alive. Amazing, huh? Can you believe that? can't believe he's still alive still alive 99 years old he'll be 100 in may uh one of the smartest one of the you know you can agree or disagree with what he did but one of the smartest men uh in american politics in the you know in the 70s and 80s and served multiple presidents uh wasn't even born was born in germany in the 20s in germany isn't that amazing born in germany an amazing man another amazing man another another amazing man but you think about it, I mean, people from the, you know, from the next generation, you know, the Colin Powell generation have passed on. And Henry Kissinger, who was before Reagan, I mean, you know, he was, he, you, I associate Henry Kissinger primarily with Nixon. And he was an old man then. Oh, yeah. He was old, right? But he's probably younger than we are now. So he's probably, yeah, that's true, I right? Mean, <laughs> I mean, if he was Secretary of State in the 70s, uh and and yeah you know, that is you know 50 years ago nixon was president 50 years ago he's 99 now he's in his late 40s early 50s yeah when he, he was, was secretary of state our age right so he's yeah. he's uh probably i mean he's certainly younger than i am now uh was younger than i am now and he just looked like such an old man but 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 god bless him god bless him oh so you know i hope he makes it hope he makes it he's got two more months his birthday is in may yeah. Uh, I hope he makes it. Just someone keeping uh, just in bed. Hopefully, yeah. he makes it. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, Jimmy Carter doesn't. You know, I, I don't. He's ninety. Is he ninety-seven or ninety-eight? The the Queen made it into her mid-nineties, so we need one of these. You know, old guys to make it to a hundred. Hundred, yeah. Well, Jimmy Carter looks like he's probably dying in the day. Well, you know, know probably, he had so. he he was he had brain cancer, and he was declared to have terminal cancer years ago, and just kind of kept going. So you wonder what, what it was. Did he, you know, did, I don't think he ever had surgery, but he may have gotten something like, like radio surgery, like a gamma knife, like that I yeah, do. And, yeah. Huh, uh, interesting. I, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. He was uh, not looking good. The last photo I saw. It wasn't a good, wasn't a good look. Yeah. I don't know. I saw, I saw a picture that said that he, that, that in his later years, he always flew commercial and, he was shaking hands. I saw a video of him on the plane going back, shaking hands with people. And shaking, yeah, it was shaking. awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, uh, I, I haven't, I haven't asked you. Did you watch the? I, I watched the second, uh, the second uh, episode of the uh, uh, Netflix documentary. Have you gotten to that yet, or are we going to do that one next? I have week? not got. I have not gotten to it. We'll have it, to cover it next time. It's better. It's Is be- it better? It's it's better. It's it's interesting. So the second one okay. focuses on Brooks Kepka and Brooks Kepka's kind of, you know, crisis of confidence is he wasn't playing very well. Uh, and so it's actually, you know, much more interesting than the first one. Um, it's not, it's still not great, but it's more interesting. It kind of, it kind of focuses on Brooks Kepka 
and a little bit on Scotty Scheffler because it it you know it talks about it starts at the Phoenix Open, which Scotty Scheffler won in twenty two and and won again in twenty three, and kind of finishes okay. finishes at the Masters, highlighting how Brooks played at the Masters, um, which you know shocker was not well. Uh, yeah, it's amazing, huh? I mean, and then the story broke this week that he's not happy. Yeah, not I, happy about not happy with about being on live. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I can't imagine the people who gave him money from the live tour are going to see this documentary and be particularly happy. Um, yeah. Because, you know, basically, if, if you if you watch the documentary, uh, he was in a bad place and, and his game was in a really bad place and he didn't know if he was going to find it. And yeah, uh, so he took this money, huh? And he took the money. And you saw that a couple of weeks ago, I mean, he's playing in some tournament on the, on the Asian tour and is like third or fourth to last in the tournament. Missed still the hasn't found the game. Still hasn't found his game. Okay. Um, but I'll tell Bad. you, what, we'll, we'll discuss it. You'll watch it and we'll discuss it next week. Okay. Uh, because I, I mean, I don't do Peter Monahan. Is he going to let these guys come back? I mean, if they come graveling. Is he going to let them back? I, I think he'll give them a long suspension. I think they'll get they'll get a long suspension. Now he may huh. be able to quit live and play on the DP tour, uh, and, yeah. and you know, just play yeah. on the DP tour and whatever majors he's qualified for, because he's going to be qualified for the U.S. Open and the PGA for a long time. But he, you know, and I don't think he's going to be qualified for the Masters or or the Open Championship for very much longer. Yeah. So the thing is, yeah, that's that's another thing. If they if they want to come back, that'll be very interesting to see what the suspension is going to be. But then you pave the way for open the door for all these guys wanted to go to and from, right? And then the Saudi guys aren't going to get money if they know they can go to and from tour to tour, right? Uh, yeah, what, yeah. What's in it for the Saudis to do that? I don't think there's a lot in it for them. Nope. To give these guys lots of money if they're just going to, you know, be jettisoned after you know a year or two if that when they have regrets. Yeah. But, uh, but I read that thing about the DP tour and they haven't closed the door to letting these guys play and be a part of the DP tour and be on the, and live. So they're, they're somewhat open to it, I think. Right. They're considering, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're considering their options. And these guys have been playing on the DP tour. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they're playing on, on the basis of sponsors exemptions or, or results from last year and whether, you know, that's going to, you know, whether it's going to expire uh, I know they're playing on the Asian tour because there is a, a a strategic partnership between the Asian tour and the Live tour, but it just okay. kind of it just kind of you know the whole rationale that these guys gave was to spend more time with family, and you know you're not spending more time with family if you're playing in you know in Oman. Yeah, I mean you got to go and play something because the season's so short on Live and. You know, I mean, that right now lives just about to start next month, this month, or next, starting start soon. Next, I think they start next week. It, it, but look, they, I mean, the PGA Tours have a ton of tournaments already, right? I mean, guys are just playing in these Saudi leagues and doing all this other stuff, And uh, but the PGA Tours has been going strong, so these guys aren't playing. I mean, the idea, like you said, they want to live at home. They want to be yeah. some more time with their families, but, you they've know, plan- that I mean, means... I don't know, Stacey. They've been, you know, other than Dustin Johnson and Cameron Smith, I think all of the prominent live guys have been playing on the Asian tour and on the DP tour. I, well, know, that's true. Everybody else has been playing. Dustin Johnson has not, but you know, I don't think Bryson DeChambeau has played a whole lot, but yeah. uh, Cameron Smith played in Australia. Dustin Johnson didn't. Dustin Johnson hasn't played at all. 
you know, Dustin Johnson, I, there was a quote from him basically saying, I'm doing this for the money and, yeah. and, uh, you know, and to spend more time at home. And yeah, I mean, it's bad it. because and, these, they're yeah. missing out. Well, yeah, you know, I don't think Dustin Johnson ever had much interest anyway, but yeah, at least he's being honest, right. at least he's being honest with himself and with and with the public. You know, the guys who yeah. say I'm there to, you know, the the talking point that they always give. I'm here to grow the game. You know, it's such, you know, nonsense. They don't care. I mean, look at Harold Varner. The the he hasn't done. I haven't seen him playing anywhere. I mean, he's really taken that money and done nothing because he hasn't been playing on any beach tours. I have not seen. You're right. I've not seen Harold Varner's name. On any of the only and of course the only tweets I've seen for Harold Warner is talking about his beautiful wife. He does have a beautiful wife, uh, and how lucky he is yeah. to be with his beautiful wife. But I have not seen any golf tweets from from Harold Warner. Well, the Saudis paid him a lot of money to be home with his beautiful wife. I don't think that's what their intentions were. Well, you know, I think I, you know, I think what do they have? Thirteen tournaments this year, starting in Adelaide. Yeah. So I, I yeah. know they'll expect him to play in those tournaments. The interesting thing is, is uh, well, we can we can get to this now. So we can get to this now. So so there were three new signees this week, and Thomas Peters, Brendan Steele, and Danny Lee. And and I read that Danny Lee just signed a three, uh, a three tournament deal, which that's it. That's it. A three tournament deal, which which really makes no sense to me. Um, but let's let's talk about these three guys, because, you know, last year it seemed like every, you know, every month somebody of some interest was joining live. You know, initially it was, you know, Phil and Dustin. And then it was the old Europeans, Sergio and Lee Westwood and Graham McDowell. And, you know, eventually. Uh, uh, Ian Poulter, Paul Casey, and a couple Americans here and there. And then you got, boom, Brooks and, and Bryson went. Uh, and then the other, you know, Louis Oosthuizen. And, but those are those were all pretty prominent. And then even then you got the, the, the Cameron Smith and Joaquin Neiman, two of the, two of the best signings. And, and, but now uh, these signings are not going to excite anybody, are they? No, I mean, Thomas Peters is a guy who went to Illinois, you know, good golfer, European golfer, uh, went to Illinois, had some success on the European tour, kind of lost his game. He was over here in the States, lost his car, had some game, lost his game, went back to the European tour, kind of found his game the last year and a half, right? And starting to play better. But he felt like he was snubbed. Well, I mean, he felt like he was snubbed by the, you know, the Genesis, but. Uh, you know what, though? Why was he really that? snubbed by the Genesis or did the Genesis, which is an invitational know that he had been talking to live and say, why would we have your last tournament? You know, why would we give you an invitation to this tournament? If you're just going to join live, we know you're joining live. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. give it to Adrian. Mar Adrian Moronk played this week. So, yeah. so and that's who they should have given it to. Yeah. And definitely. That's who they should have given it to. So Thomas Peters is somehow ranked number 34 in the world. I think that's on the basis. He won one big event on the DP world tour last year. But other than that, I don't see Thomas Peters names at the top of leaderboards, but let's let, let I me, mean, let me occasionally start. you'll see him playing. Well, I mean, he's not like Thomas Dietrich. I mean, Thomas Dietrich has been playing better than him. Yeah. Well, about the same recently. So yeah, you're right. Years ago, he was up the top of the board all the time, but, like I said, he lost his game, right? Didn't he make a Ryder Cup back in 2000? What year was it? He was. He played at 2016 at Hazeltine and was yeah. and was really good. Uh, yep. And then he lost his game shortly after, right? 
and he and he lost his game shortly thereafter. So hold yeah. on one second. Let me let me go over Thomas Peters. Thomas Peters is he's not young, Stacey. He's 31. So it's not like he's a young golfer. He's he's Belgian, went to the University of Illinois, won the 2012 NCAA championship, and uh left after a junior year and went to the European tour. So well, uh, I don't understand that, you know. Why would you leave to go to the European tour? It's not like they're paying a lot of money like PGA tour. Right? That was a interesting move. So he has six wins on the European tour. Probably the biggest of those wins was was the Abu Dhabi uh, HSBC Championship, which is now over a year ago. I, I thought it was more recent than that. It okay. was it was January of 2022. He won by a okay. stroke over, you know, Rafa Cabrera Bello and Shibuka Sharma, and he also won uh, with Thomas Dietrich, won the World Cup of Golf, which is a team competition uh, in 2018, beating Abraham Anser and Roberto Diaz, as well as Mark Leishman and Cameron Smith. But his best performances in majors, you know, not, not the best performance was a tie for fourth in the 2017 Masters and a tie for sixth in the 2018 PGA Championship. I remember the Open Championship one year, he was on the Top page of the leaderboard for a couple rounds, and then, and then kind of faded away. Uh, he's never played well in the match play. Uh, had a couple of top fives in World Golf Championships, but I, you know, I, I saw a tweet saying that Thomas Peters was going to be one of the top five players in the Live Tour. I don't think so, Stace. I, you know, when I did my Live team uh, a couple weeks ago. I didn't. I. I would. I don't know that Thomas. You know, maybe Thomas Peters would be in contention for the twelfth spot instead of Kevin Na or Taylor Gooch. But you know, yeah, I, I, that's about where he is. I. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't think. I mean, we were. We. I thought he was playing better. He was on a good trajectory, and I thought maybe he'd have a chance at the Ryder Cup this year because he's been playing pretty well in a lot of tournaments. But he's going to live. So I guess he's always lights out, right? Lights out and. And, you know, uh, how many, again, how many, how many eyeballs are going to follow Thomas Peters? You know, Belgium. Uh, not Belgium, very many. Only Belgium, diehard golfers. Only diehard. Yeah. But even not, you know, around the world. He's not English. He's not Australian. He's not American. That's true. Uh, Belgium's, you know, there's two good golfers right now in Belgium. Thomas Dietrich and, and, and uh, Peters and Nicholas Colsarts. I think it's towards the end of his career, but it's never been a great, golfing country and it's you know in the list of of popular sports in in belgium i'm sure golf is way down there yeah i agree yeah so, so then you have you have danny lee danny lee is also you know not a young golfer anymore he's 32 uh oh and the other thing about thomas peters i think he lost his pga card i think he tried to play the pga tour and lost his card yeah, he did. He played for a while, and yeah. he lost his card, and he had to go back home. And when his game wasn't very good, and he came back, yeah. and he hasn't come back. I don't think. So, uh, uh, he, so Danny Lee, was the youngest ever winner of the U.S. Amateur, six months younger than Tiger Woods was when he won his first U.S. Amateur. That's pretty impressive. Uh, but again, Danny Lee is a guy. His highest ranking uh, uh, in the official World Golf Rankings was thirty fourth. Huh. And, wow. you know, 
has not had a lot of recent career highlights. He had one PGA Tour win at the Greenbrier Classic in 2015 uh, in a playoff over David Hearn, Kevin Kisner, and Robert Streb. And he's won one European Tour event, the Johnny Walker, in 2009. Uh, but, but that's it. He's never had a top 20 in a major championship, and he's had a top, set, a top 10 in the Players' Championship and a top six our top uh, tied six in a world golf championship uh, and has not been you know, since 2020 uh has not been able to you know keep a card on on any tour why i mean that's sad for danny lee yeah he had a good you're right he yeah it's sad for him i mean he lost his game right I mean, for a while, like you said, he was playing well. He was a good player on tour. Number of years, right, in a row. He was yeah. really good. And, our, and, our, and he just kind of lost his game. And he kind of lost his game. And our last guy who joined, and again, I have no idea why Liv would be interested in Brendan Steele. Brendan Steele is, is I, you know, he's a journeyman. I, you know, they've taken Cameron Tringale and, and Kevin Na and Jason Kokrak. And I'd say those guys are, you know, kind of a notch, a notch above Brendan Steele. Brendan Steele uh, is 39. He went to UC Riverside and oh. he has been a pro since 2005. He has three PGA Tour wins. Two of them were at the Safeway Open in consecutive years. Boy, that's a long time ago, 2016 and 17. Wow. He won the Valero Texas Open in 2011 by one stroke over Kevin Chappell and, and Charlie Hoffman, and then won the Safeway Open in 2016 over Patton Kazire and in 2017 over Tony Finau. But uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, best finish in a major tied ninth in the 2022 PGA Championship. Best result in the players, a tied eighth in 2017. And he's played in very few world golf championships uh, and none since 2018. Uh, you know, to me, Thomas Peters, Danny Lee and uh, and Brendan Steele is the is the definition of of a dying tour. Yeah, I mean, if those are the players you're getting and thinking those are wins, those are good uh, players to get on the tour. Uh, you're not going to be successful. Nope. I mean, it's not gonna uh, it's not going to encourage any other players, uh, younger players or up and coming players to go to that tour or established players on the PGA tour to leave to go to live with Danny Lee being announced and Thomas Peters. Which no one knows anything about. Yeah, and I, Brendan Steele. I, I don't think I don't think you're you're you know I think Danny Lee officially is a New Zealander, right? I think he's a New Zealander. Yes, that's right. You're place, correct. Yeah, plays for New Zealand, uh, and you know obviously Thomas Peters is Belgian, Brendan Steele American, but I I don't even know that 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 you know many eyeballs in Belgium or New Zealand are going to be affected by Danny Lee or Thomas Peters, I can guarantee you yeah. that outside of the Steele family, you know, there aren't going to be any eyeballs turning into the CW for Brendan Steele. I agree. I totally agree. I mean, it's, I just think this tour, I think this might be a determined, this might be a big year for them, right? I mean, you think they'll give it, they'll give it three years at least, right? I think they Don't will. you think? Yeah, I think they will. They'll give it three years. But if you're not getting, I mean, they didn't really, they, they, the word was Cantley and, Shoffley and those guys said no. Fowlers of the world said no. 
So who are you really going to get to really make people want to watch? Yeah, I mean, I don't know who you're going to get. I mean, what if you're okay? So put your hat, Saudi hat on. Put your Saudi hat on. If you're one of the Saudi guys, who do you want to get? What player? What five players do you want to get to come to your tour to make it better next two years? Well, you know, I think you have to immediately take Rory and Tiger out of it because they have clearly and vehemently yeah. said no. I, I think you keep working on John Rahm. I think you, you yeah. know, because John Rahm has a friendship with Phil Mickelson. He has not been as anti live as the other guys, and he is the best golfer in the world. Um, yeah. I, I, what, you know, what's the number for John Rahm, though? I mean, that's a big I, number. I, I think you have to give him Phil Mickelson money. Yeah. I mean, you got to say right now, he'd have to get more than he had to get at least 300 million, right? You'd have to get Phil got 200 million. I think you'd have to give him more. And you have to give him more. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've always thought that John Rob was a guy who was interested in his legacy and being number yeah. one in the world. And, and you know, I, I don't, yeah. I don't I mean, think you that listen to this guy, but that's, that's who I'd, I'd, I'd go for him. Uh, I'd go for Hideki because Hideki yeah. is yeah. a superstar in Japan and it does bring the possibility of, of revenue from Japan. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you've already got who you're going to get from the UK. I mean, you know, I get, I don't know that since you, since you already have Westwood and Poulter and Fleetwood and Casey, I don't know that, that Fleetwood or Hatton are going to necessarily move the needle anymore in the UK. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe Fleetwood is more popular than Hatton because he's just kind of a better guy, but yeah. I don't think they're going to really move the needle. And, and Rory is a hard no. And uh, in the U S I mean, I think they already tried. It was, it was, it was Shoffley and Cantlay. Um, Could you convince Tony Finau? I don't, I don't think so, but maybe I'd go for Tony Finau just to have somebody who everybody loves, but that was, that was Harold Varner and that didn't move the needle either. That didn't move the needle. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm looking at guys, Scotty Scheffler is probably not going to go. Jordan Spieth, those guys are going to be hard. No, Uh, Sagala, probably no. Yeah, well, you know, you got got guy like Keith Mitchell. I, I will he go? I don't know. I mean, but is he a household name that people are going to know? Just no, for being I on mean, the lead up in the final round today, two rounds yeah, I, I, for know, this tournament. The, there's uh, there's very few people who are going to uh, who are going to have eyeballs turning from PGA telecast to live turn to, to live telecast, yeah. and I I think I think you've gotten the ones that you could get, and it hasn't worked. It so. Hasn't. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be interesting to see. I, I did see something that the first tournament of the year is in Adelaide and they're doing better, a better job with ticket allocation that they've sold out uh, their okay. ticket al- allocation. But, you know, how much of that is Cameron Smith and how, you know, and, uh, you know, we'll see what it's like when, yeah. they, when they come to the UK and the US where they really didn't do a good job. And of course, that Australian tournament. Yeah. You know, it may be on the CW, but Australian events are on, you know, in the middle of the night here. And uh, yeah, you know, aren't going to get great ratings unless you uh, are not a good sleeper or you're avid, you're avid golfer. Those are the only people that are going to be watching it. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, I don't know that Lee. I, I gotta say, man. Well, you know, I was thinking today. I was listening to Brando, uh, Brando Temple, and he was talking. You know, like how Tiger made golf. Like he made it from a, it went from a game to a sport. And you know, he said these guys could all be happy. These guys flying around the private jet, they should all be happy because Tiger was the one who really made it for all of these guys. And and they were like, live golf is the reason there's 
that's because of Tiger Woods. There's a reason there's live golf, right? The guy in over the Saudi Arabian guy was thinking about, hey man, how can I get another tour? I, I want to throw money. Think I, I got to get a guy like Tiger. I can't get him, but man, he's made golf such a popular sport. Now I can get these other guys that have pretty good careers that want to take the money, and, and that league was then created, right? So it's been a very interesting thing how this league's been created. But I don't know, I don't know how long they're gonna throw money at this thing. Yeah. I mean, you can only put a if the fire's not if the fire's not you know if you can't get any people excited about it, you can't keep throwing money at it, right? I I I quite agree. Okay, well let's uh, let's uh, move on to the tournaments for the week. Uh, really, it was it was a great week in great week in golf. Not only did we see John Rahm solidify his position as the top golfer in the world, but we saw really some, some not vintage, but encouraging stuff from Tiger Woods, especially the way he played on Saturday. Uh, he yeah. looked like the old Tiger. We had another great tournament from Max Homa. We had another freaking amazing win from the ageless one, Bernard Longer. Oh my God, 45 times he's won on that tour now. Isn't that amazing? And uh, we, we had on the on the European tour, one of the guys who was fantastic in the Ryder Cup in 2018 in Paris, and then his game kind of went away, uh, Thorbjorn Olesen, uh yeah. had a great win, a you know, win going away in Singap Singapore, Singapore, Singapore. And uh, and then Andy Ogletree, a live player, wins on the Asian tour uh, for I think his first win. Wow, I didn't realize that Ogletree won. Wow, that's good, huh? So, so really good. So, but I tell you, man, this is good. I mean, I was looking at this. There's statistic. There's a bunch of stats that threw up on the screen today, and this one about Barnhart Longer. That's a, it's quite amazing. I mean, I'm I'm so impressed by this guy. Like, I mean his will to win and the ageless. He's the guy is, you, you nailed it. He's the ageless wonder. I was looking at the stat. GA Tour champion wins by age. Phil Irvin won 50 by four wins at 50. Bernhard Longer, three wins. 31 wins for Hill by at 55. 18 wins for Bernhard Longer. At age 60, 44 wins for Hill, 37 wins for Bernhard Longer. And 65, 45 wins and then a 45 win. Isn't that amazing? I think Hale Irwin had the benefit. I think at, at his in in his day, there were fewer really good golfers on the Champions Tour. And I love Hale yeah. Irwin. Nothing against Hale Irwin, but Bernhard Langer is competing against guys fifteen years younger than he is, with with yeah. who still have their hips, and and he's you know I actually thought it's last year maybe quite amazing. I thought last year well maybe it's the end of it. You know you know Steve Stricker and and Jerry Kelly. And Jim Furyk, uh, these guys are 15 years younger, and they're still competing on the PGA Tour. But no, he just keeps winning. It's, it's freaking amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. What amazing! He wins, he wins the Chubb Class Championship, beats Jerry Kelly and a handful of Stephen Alker and all those guys, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, what an amazing feat for that for him. What, Good man. I don't. You know, that's one of those records. I don't know. Is that ever going to be broken? I don't know. Uh, no, I don't think take, so. Right? It's gonna take a long. It's gonna take a long time. And, and it got. And he plays between the two tours. I mean, he still plays some. He still plays the majors too, right? I mean, he plays the Masters, obviously. Still but plays, man, still what plays, the, yeah. plays the Masters, and does he play? 
the Open Championship as well? He may still play. I the think Open. he played the Open Championship. Yeah, isn't that amazing? I mean, what a great career he's had on both the PGA Tour and the PGA Championship. So, uh, two weeks in a row, we have an elevated event, which is good. It meant you know a lot of the guys just kind of stuck around the West Coast, uh, played first in Phoenix last week, and then played uh, Riviera this week. Uh, and I think a lot of the guys played Tory. The West Coast swing is is really. I mean, that's a that's a great couple weeks between. between it really is. That's three yeah. out of four weeks, and and only you know Pebble Beach. We've talked about why it doesn't attract as good of a as good of a lineup, but that's th- it's three out of four weeks with elevated events. Tory, uh, Phoenix, and and uh, LA Open, and John Rahm wins two of them. Amazing. And I had, this, I, mean, I had this, all, Stacey, I had this all, Stacy. I had this all queued up. I'm going to do it anyway. Cause it's one, uh, okay. cause you know, Max Homa takes a lead right. And on the back nine and, and John Rahm looked a little shaky and Max and Max Homa was, was playing great. And I was all ready for Max Homa to have what his third win of the year already. And I had, yeah. I had, I had one of my favorite Bugs Bunny scenes all <laughs> lined up. Here we go. Uh, hold on. Max Homa. Uh, <laughs> Bugs Bunny, you know, they don't make commercial uh, cartoons like that anymore. Bugs Bunny was the best. It was the best, wasn't it? He they was... don't make them. I don't know what happened. Do they even make cartoons anymore? I don't know. Well, we don't have kids, so we don't really know. Uh, I have kids. Well, they made cartoon movies, but like the cartoons yeah. that are on TV are 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 stupid. They're you know they're oh. they're yeah they're not they're not like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and now of course those were all made you know the original ones were all made to be like you know played before movies right so you'd go to watch a movie yeah. and you'd see a a good cartoon before a movie but still God the, those are so funny the and so yeah. clever. Uh, well, I don't watch my only TV I watch uh, pretty much is golf. I don't watch anything else. I'm not in, I don't watch any Netflix shows. Well, I've been watching, I started watching that one next, the, the golf one, but I don't watch any television shows. You know, a lot of people watch these shows on Netflix. I just haven't gotten into any of them. So I only watch golf typically and a little news, and that's about it. Yeah, I watch sports and I watch shows from now and then. I, uh, what am I, what am I watching? I'm watching The Last of Us on HBO. That's a good show, Stacey. You watched oh, okay. Ozark. Yeah. You watched Ozark, right? I did. That was it. Yeah, yeah. But after that, I haven't watched since it ended. I haven't watched it. I just, I don't know. I just need to make time for other things. The Last of Us is good. It's a, it's based on a video game that I played. Uh, oh, okay. And and it's you know a guy trying to transport a a a little girl across the country uh, to save the to save the world in a post apocalyptic world where you know uh, where a, a fungus parasite has taken over the human race and she may be the key to uh to uh eliminating this fungus curing the fungus but anyway it's 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 a good show but anyway that's that's what i'm watching but let's let's uh let's get back to golf because i know both of us spent spent our weekends watching riviera and let's let's just talk first about tiger uh did you expect tiger to play this well no, I did not. I mean, he kind of, no, I did not. I, you know, he played whole home on Thursday. Friday played well. I did not expect it. And I didn't think he was going to make the cut, right? 
I, I would Thursday played well. Friday he didn't play well. He just made the cut. The number he made it on the number. But Saturday he was great, and today he was okay. But I didn't expect it. I don't think anyone expected. It. He looked he looked a little tired today. Yeah, yeah, he's a little. Yeah, he said he was a little tired, but he said he's not playing much. He's only playing the majors, but he's got to play a one turn before the majors, right? I mean, you think he'd go play the tournament he was always been very good at. He's he won the Palmer one. You think he played that one, right? The the the, Paul, the Bay Hill, or or maybe yeah. Uh, isn't isn't uh, the players before the Masters now? And then they move the players I, before the Masters, yeah. and then and yeah. he, you'd think he might play the players. He's played well at the players as well. Yeah, and it's not that hard of a walking course, I don't think either. But yeah. No, but uh, yeah. but no, I did not expect him to play this well. So kudos to Tiger Woods. I mean, he really is a legend. I, I know I think you were texting earlier talking about the legend of Tiger. He really is a legend. If you think about, it. I mean, we saw all of his wins. I mean, we were in a good. I mean, you know, when Tiger started playing, started winning, we were at a good. We were in our twenties, right? That's I, I mean, I was in my twenties, I think, when he started. Yeah, maybe a little younger, but yeah, in her twenties, and he was amazing. Right, it's it's simply amazing. We got to live the, the legend of Tiger Woods. You know, most people got to see Palmer and and Jack, and we got to live. We got to live Tiger. Pretty cool. So uh, Tiger winds up. Let's see where where did he wind up? He wound up in the middle of the pack because he didn't play particularly well today. He wound up tied forty fifth. But you know, so Tiger Woods tied forty fifth. But listen, listen to the guys who he did better than. He was better than Sunjay M, top 20 player in the world. He was better than Corey Connors. He's better than Adam Scott. Uh, and then lots of prominent players. Sunjay M? Uh, yeah. He, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick doesn't make the cut. Jordan Spieth didn't make the cut. Uh, Justin Rose, who won a couple weeks ago. Hideki Matsuyama. Danny Lee, uh, new live star. Cameron Champ who hits the ball a mile, Alex Noren, who's had a really good year, Keegan Bradley, who's in Ryder Cup position, Kevin Kisner, who should be made for this course, Billy Horschel, Sam Burns. You know, all these guys didn't make the cut. So, you know, I actually have to have to applaud Tiger for playing as well as he did. So great job. And it was, you know, I, I watched most, we were kind of lucky on Saturday because Tiger just made the cut on the number. He played, he teed off basically around the same time the leaders did on the back nine. Yeah. So on the back nine. They showed most of his round. So we got to see pretty much all of Tiger's round, which was great. Yeah. I mean, it was really good. I mean, just seeing him out, I mean, he, he, he's a crowd. I mean, he brings the crowds out. I mean, and plus it's a great event. I mean, that's a great thing. He's a kid who grew up in Cyprus, not too far down the road. You know, he played there at 16 years old. You know, he's a, he was in high school. He's got a great foundation in Southern California. And, you know, he's from there. So, in hosting that tournament, it's a perfect tournament for him to host. It's a beautiful place. It was one of my favorite. When I lived in LA, I used to go to that tournament every year. One of my favorite tournaments of, on the West, on the East Coast, on the West Coast wing. I think my favorite tournament is, uh, is it has to be the, the course is amazing. This course, the Genesis it used to be the LA Open, which is great. Pacific Palisades there, and then Torrey Pines. Well, Those we, are my two favorites. We really need, right now, we should commit to going to either Torrey or the LA Open next year, or Phoenix. We really should commit we should, to we should, yeah. we should. Now, you know what we should do, Stacy? is we should say in the next three years, we're going to go to each of those three tournaments once. Once, once yeah, to Torrey, I agree. once to Phoenix, and once to the and LA then Open. Once to Gen yeah, I agree. We should do it. The next three years, we're going to one of those tournaments. So, that's, that, that's good. That's a good call, Rick. Really good. All right. But it's one of my favorite places. And what a tournament, right? What a tournament. John Rahm's amazing. 
Taylor Lloyd. John Rahm, when he's putting, nobody can beat him. And I tell you, the history, this guy knows the history of, of golf. I just listened to him talk. You know, he talks about the fact that, hey, he's going to win. He won at a place where Jack or Tiger never won. He talked about the fact that he knows how many DJ had won in three tournaments. The guy just knows the history of the court, every of golf. I, it, it, you know, he tied, he passed uh, his fellow countrymen, Spaniard, right? He, he's now 10 wins. 10 wins. Only. You know, he knows history. He knows history of the golf game. I, I, that's, that's why I'm really impressed with John Rome. And that's why I don't think he's going to live. Yeah, I don't think he's going to live either. I don't think, I mean, they'd have to give him 500 million for him to go. I mean, that's probably his number. But, he would move the needle if they get. I mean, giving him three hundred fifty million would be the best thing they could ever do at live. But he would move the needle, but it's not going to be good enough to get other players as good as John Rahm to go there. Nope. And right now we're seeing there are not a lot of players as good as John Rahm, right? Well, I mean, I think we have a clear cut top three in the world right now. We have Rory Scheffler and and John Rahm, and I think that you go down from that. You know, you have Justin Thomas and Max Homa. Uh, and and we're you know I'm leaving the live players off Justin Thomas and Max Homa, and you know maybe Tom Kim are are, are in that next uh, yeah. group. I mean, and, yeah, and then maybe. you know Zane, I mean Zane, he is the top five player in the world, right? Uh, Max Homa, you think? I I think if he won this tournament, he'd go to number officially go to number five in the world. But look at his results; he's yeah. he's consistently in the top ten these days. I think he's a top he's five definitely a West Coast guy. I mean, yeah. he's great on the West Coast. Yep. So after John John Rahm wins, he shoots 65, 68, 65, 69. Uh, Two-shot win over Max Homa. Uh, Max Homa had his chances today. He was very erratic coming coming down the stretch. I think he was one out of six fairways in his last seven. Uh, One out of eight of his last uh, on the back nine in terms of greens and regulation. You know, he had his chances. John Rahm was not, not, you know, mistake-free today. I didn't understand that play on the whole, you know, that, that whole, that, I forget, is it 13, maybe 13 or 14, where if the dog leg left, you got to fade it off the tree. You got to, it, it's better to hit a draw on that hole, but they, these guys all fade the ball. So yesterday he takes it right over the eucalyptus tree, takes it right over the tree to end the fairway. Beautiful shot. Today he tries to do the same thing. He hit it low and it kicked left. It hit about 190 yards and he had 98 yards and he had 200 some yards to the pin. And I don't understand that play. You're still in the, the in the tournament. You hit that ball out to the right. You hook it back into the fairway, whatever you want to do. And you make bogey from there. I mean, I think you still got up and down for a bogey, but I just, it wasn't a good – it wasn't – do you wasn't, see that shot? You know what I'm talking about? It wasn't did, a good I, play. Especially because well, it was the second hole. He did the same thing. He hooked his drive out of play and then just put it back in the fairway. That was a miss right. And put it back in the fairway, and his third shot – from about 100 and 120 yards away, he almost put it in the cup for a tap-in par. Yeah. So I didn't understand. His caddy tried to talk. Well, and the, at the point of the tournament, they were like, the, the announcer was like, well, this is the point where his caddy comes in and talks about it. And then Trevor Inman was like, his caddy was just there telling him he didn't like that play. Yeah. You know, he goes, there, there might be another option here. But he was like, no, the ball's not going to get up that high. Well, the ball didn't get up that high. And he hit that, I think it clipped that tree or whatever it did. It hit something. It wasn't good. Yeah. But I, I, it wasn't a good play, that second shot. They should have played it back into the fairway because he had some room in the right and tried to try to get up and down. So, yeah, it was very interesting. Well, listen to this. Especially when Rom wasn't playing that well. Yeah, yeah Rom was, Rom was beatable today. Yeah, I agree. Um, it gave, he kinda, and Mitchell didn't make – Mitchell had a chance to really close the – you know, really make it close. He missed like three 
putt within a 10 feet, probably. You know, you see that? He missed like yeah. three putt, bir- birdie putts. They, all, they all lipped out, too. <laughs> you know, he must, yeah. he, he must feel snake bitten because they all, they all lipped yeah. out. Um, Patrick Cantlay, I like that guy, though. Cap- Patrick Cantlay, 67, solo third. Good round for Patrick Cantlay. Will Zalatoris, round of the day, a 64 to finish fourth. Wow. Keith Mitchell, fifth. Tied six were uh, uh, Sahith Tagala, who shot 66 today, and Colin Markawa, 67. Matt Kuchar sighting on the leaderboard. This is a course which should suit Matt Kuchar, and he finishes eighth. And then Jason Day continued his run of good play, finishing tied ninth with uh, Gary Woodland and Adam Svensson. Uh, other notables, Scotty Scheffler and, and Harris English tied 12th. Shane Lowry and Seamus Power, the Irishman, tied 14th. Uh, Let's see. Victor Hovland tied 20th with Justin Thomas, Tony Finau, Cameron Young, Tommy Fleetwood, uh, and Ricky Fowler, who played well on the weekend. I think he made the cut on the number and then shot 69-67. Rory McIlroy McIlroy tied 29th. Uh, We are uh, Xander Schauffele tied 33rd. Terrell Hatton tied 40th. Uh, Adrian Moronk and Sepp Straka, two Ryder Cup hopefuls from, from Europe, uh, tied 45th with Tiger Woods, Tom Kim. Uh, and then we already noted some of the guys that, that, that were behind there. And we, we always do our, our bottom five who made, who made the cut. Why don't, you, why don't you lead us in that? Yeah, bottom five today. We had uh, Grillo, uh, you know, he made it. I'm surprised he hasn't defected to the live tour. We had J.B. Holmes who finished at plus eight. Adam Hadwin, plus six. Uh, Adam Scott, plus five. Doug Gim, plus four. And these Doug Gim, uh, Trey Molinox, and David Lipke were all tied for 60 seconds. So they were the top bottom five. That's amazing. David Lipke, Trey Molinox, Doug Gim. The first four that you mentioned all uh, have played on a Ryder Cup or a President's Cup team. Isn't that amazing? Every single one of them. Yeah, Amanda, Amanda every single one of those Rio, dudes. Rio's played on the President's Cup. JB Holmes has played on the Ryder Cup twice. Yes. Uh, Adam Scott, mainstay on the President's Cup. And Corey Connors, yep. President's Cup. And Corey Connors. Yep. All those guys have been, you know, amazing. They're our bottom five this week, which is, you know, it's a tough tournament. It's a beautiful tournament, tough tournament. So I'm glad. I'm glad these guys played. Everyone wants to win Tiger tournament. So all these guys show up. So it, it was great. So that was our bottom five this week. Well, next week they go to the Honda, which, you know, unfortunately probably won't have a great field. Uh, yeah. I know it's not going to have a great field because on the promotional ads, you know whose picture they had on the promotional ads? Whose picture they had? Uh, uh, Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel, former Florida Gator, yeah. Billy Horschel. But if that's your top He player, didn't even make the cut, did he? So he went back home to practice this weekend. Yeah. If Billy Horschel is your number one player, you know, you, you know, it's not going to be a great field. And that's a good tournament, the Honda. That's is it's it, a good tournament. Uh, the Honda. What's 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 they have that is that is the is Honda the horrible horseshoe or the or the bear claw? Or? Yeah, I, no, the horseshoe. The snake, the snake pit, the snake whatever it is is Tampa, right? That's in a couple weeks. Yeah, that's next week after this one. I'm not sure the horseshoe. I think you. I think it's a is a Jack Nicholas horse. Yeah, I th- Honda. I th- let's see. I know, I, I know the Honda has has a, a stretch which is supposed to be really hard. Yeah, I yeah, you're right. I forget which course it is though. Let's see where it's going to be. It's the PJ National Club. Yeah, you're right. That's the one designed by Jack Nicholas, and it is it's some kind of horseshoe, and it's really hard. You're right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the. Oh, I said S- Singapore. It was a Thailand Classic on the DP World Tour. I know they were that part of the world because he couldn't find the tournament because they were probably playing, you know, they were probably finishing up at two in the morning here on the West Coast. 
But a uh, great showing yeah. by Thorbjorn Olesen, winning by four shots over uh, Yannick Paul. Yannick Paul sounds like a Frenchman, but he's German. Uh, by six shots over Alexander Knopp, another German, and Joyce Luton, the Belgian. Uh, and then tied fifth, Nikolai Hoygaard and Antoine Rosner and Rafa Cabrera-Beo. So uh, a really good win. I mean, what a good tournament. I, wa I watched a lot of the – I woke up – I think I, I woke up earlier. I, late last night I was watching it. And, I I mean, this Thora Olsen guy played – I mean, after this controversy he had with the, the stuff on the British Airways flight, I mean, this guy's won two times this year already. I mean, he's going to probably make the Ryder Cup at this point. I mean, he'll be he, – he, I don't. he's moved. I mean, he was low in the world rankings for a while, fell off his – lost his game because we thought he was going to be an up-and-comer for years on the Ryder Cup. Remember, Ritz, when he was there with the guys and I remember he was he, there with the guys. I remember yeah. he, whooped, and, he whooped Jordan Spieth in singles. I remember that. He's 33 now, yeah. so he's not, he's not young. He's not young. Yeah, but, man, this is a good plan by him. And I think they're – I mean, he's another finished golfer. He's very good, and I'm glad he's playing well. But he, he was impressive. I mean, he was hitting shots. i never seen this guy hit shots like that. He was accurate with driver. Usually he's a little wild. But man, he was good this week. So good, good plan. Good plan by all. Um, and then let's see. Any other any other tours? We already talked. Well, about the, we already talked about the seniors. I talked about the Asian tour. Andy Ogletree won. I looked. There weren't a lot of the live golfers who played this week. Um, Andy Ogletree. Okay. Andy Ogletree is a former NCAA champion from Michigan State who joined the live tour right out of college, uh, and struggled on the tour itself, but I think he's still on their roster for next year. I think he's hasn't been one of well, their, one of their cuts. Well, Rich, I, uh, I just read an article. Uh, it's in the, some journal the other day. It said that all the players like Phil, we haven't seen Phil and Dustin because they are hired by the Saudis in the off season to go clean up the end of their yards and pick up the food <laughs> and take care of the wives and kids. <laughs> but if you don't see it, that's what Bryson DeChambeau has been doing. He's been home training all the Saudis wives uh, to be big golfers like him to hit the weight room. So that's oh what he does in his golf team. Oh my God. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, Lydia Ko, well, let's say Lydia Ko wins. Um, she wins the Saudi ladies. Open. They have a lot of Saudi ladies event, uh, Saudi ladies event this week. It's, it's amazing. Lydia Ko, do you know, she just got married like a couple months last year sometime, I think uh -huh. she got married. And I guess on her honeymoon, she played eight rounds of golf. Oh wow. And I guess her husband's a big golfer too. So yeah, Lydia Ko just got married in Korea a couple I think it was last month or something. So congratulations to her and good win. And there are some good girls over there. Uh, Lexi Thompson was in the tournament. Uh, I think Lexi was the biggest American in the tournament. So but Lydia Co wins, which is a good win for her. So so before before we we tune out because uh, we're we're getting close to an hour, uh, we were going to discuss what we think our greatest Tiger Woods memories are. And uh, yeah. you mind if I start? Because it's a really good. I, you go for it. It's very, it's it's a very good memory because it, it involves you, my brother. Uh, okay. Stacy and I, uh, for the the 2018 Masters, uh, we went down to uh, was it 2000 was it 2018 that he that he won 2018 or 2019? Well, we went down to San Diego. Yeah. yeah. The the double right. the WNS, which is the American Association of Neurologic Surgeons, was in San Diego. Stacy's. Uh, former stomping grounds and and uh, we went down and uh, basically didn't see very much of the meetings. We had a good time at night and watching the Masters during the you know during the mornings. And uh, Tiger, of course, was was coming back at that point 
from his multiple knee and back surgeries and had not been himself in a long time. And he wins his, you know, his uh, 15th major, uh, beating Francesco Molinari, who had the lead most of most of the week, uh, but also having to beat Xander Schauffele and Patrick Cantlay and Brooks Kepka. It was a loaded leaderboard and uh, Tiger Woods kind of completed what I think most people consider is the greatest comeback since Ben Hogan's comeback uh, to win the Masters. And not only was it a great tournament, but I, you know, I got to share it with you uh, in San Diego. So that's, that's my favorite Tiger Woods memory. Wow. So I, I, that's a great one. My favorite Tiger Woods moment was in 2000. I went to see Tiger play at the U.S. Open. It was at, held at Pebble Beach. And that was probably, I want to say, maybe one of the U.S. Open's most dominant performances. He, that week, I mean, Tiger beat everyone. He must have beat him by what? I, I, I mean, he was 12 under. He, he only had 110 putts uh, in the 72 holes. And I think he demolished the field, Rich. I don't know what I'm, how many strokes, but he really demolished the field. I mean, there were some notables in the field, like Man, uh, Miguel Allen Jimenez, Ernie Els. And they were tied for second place at plus three. So Tiger killed him. I mean, he was minus 12 for the tournament, and they were plus three. So Tiger really beat the heck out of the field. That was my most memorable moment of uh, being Tiger Woods. I'll say my second then is is at Southern Hills in 2008, I think. Uh, we my, my parents were still living in Tulsa, so I brought my two boys out to Southern Hills in 2008. Uh, and Tiger won that tournament over Ernie Els and Stephen Ames. Uh, uh, and I think that would have been his 13th major uh, championship. But uh, Tiger took the lead on Friday and never gave it up and was absolutely fantastic. But the highlight for us was we were, I can't remember the hole, but it was a par three. And uh, we were sitting on the edge of the par three, the left of the left of the green. And Tiger Woods made, I think it was his only bogey on Saturday. He hit the ball. There was a bunker there and he hit it left of the bunker right at the feet of my, of Elliot, my son, and came over, swore, and then looked at the crowd and, you know, kind of gave us a sorry and proceeded to, you know, hit a very tough shot, you know, kind of to the other side of the green and took his medicine and, and got a four. Uh, but, uh, to, you know, to see Tiger up close in his prime, you know, we've seen him up close now at the Ryder Cup uh, before, but to see him up close in his prime was really something special. Yeah, that was awesome. That was really good. And then I guess the next one, I got, I got to say, Billy Mayfair. That was probably one of a, another. Sergio and Bill, I'm going to tag team these. Sir, uh, the PGA Championship when Sergio was like 18, Tiger was 23 or something. And then Billy Mayfair, that playoff at the PGA Championship was amazing, was amazing right? Those are two memorable moments in tournaments. Uh, just the entire play. But those two tournaments, uh, you know, because Sergio was up to become our young player. And then Billy Mayfair, that was amazing. I think so those other, are probably my two seconds. Yeah. I think the other one was 2006 when his father's, you know, passed away. He didn't play the Masters. He didn't play the U.S. Open, and comes back and wins the Open Championship with tears in his eyes. Yeah. I think that was. Yeah. You know, his father. Isn't that great? His father was a complicated man, and and uh, but you know, Tiger obviously loved him very much, and uh, yeah, um, you know, to see him do that basically for his father that was pretty amazing. Yeah, and and I guess my last favorite one was. Uh, the night that wife took the seven iron to, <laughs> to the car. <laughs> I mean, that was sad, but you know, it was, uh, he's an interesting man, but what a, what a career, what a, what a, he's done. Like I said, he turned the sport, the, the, like a game into a sport, right? Yeah, I mean, really into a sport, into a sport. What wow. a really, really, 
and we lived through a lot of his his major everything in his life. We lived through all the Tiger Woods, the joys and uh, not so joyous moments. Well, next week we'll be back. You'll watch you'll watch the second episode of Full yeah. Swing, which I guarantee you is is better than the first. Uh, I, okay, I, but I think you'll come out of it. Uh, you know, sometimes we envy these guys their beautiful wives. I do not envy Brooks Kepka, Jenna Sims. She sounds like a pain. I'm gonna have to watch it. Maybe I'll watch uh, it tonight. Yeah, she. I do not envy Brooks Kepka, Jenna Sims. She came out of the. She she did not look good. She looked like a uh, gold digger. Gold digger. Yeah, she looked like a total gold digger. Oh boy. All right. Well, he. But that's what he'd be with anyway. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see everybody next week after the Honda and, and talk about full swing and everybody have a wonderful yeah. week. And yeah. again, have all great of our week. prayers and, and thoughts to, to former president Carter uh, Absolutely. and his family. What a great man. What a great man. Thank mm-hmm. you.